Welcome to the Awakening Podcast, where we have truth tellers and not whistleblowers, where we have facts and not conspiracy theorists, the podcast with solutions. You can find all our episodes on awakeningpodcast.org. Today, I have a wonderful guest, Sandy Adams. Please welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Roy. Thanks for having me on. So I know you're doing a lot for a few years, but you might just tell the audience first, who's Sandy Adams? Who am I? I'm, I'm just a, a researcher. I'm a mother. I'm a grandmother, very concerned about what's happening in our world. And I discovered, well, I say, say I discovered, I got into looking at Agenda 21 about 10 years ago. Um, and the more I researched, the more I realized that it's actually, it is there. It's not a conspiracy theory. Um, it's been actually implemented incrementally over the last um, 30 years and more. Um, and it originated really from the Club of Rome, various Club of Rome reports. And then it was, it was actually put into a, a document in 1992 at the Earth Summit. Um, and since then it's become Agenda 2030 in 2015. So I could go, I will go into a bit of the history of it, but it is, it's very difficult for people to get a grasp of all the implications of Agenda 21, 2030, because it is so complicated and it's designed to be so, so that people don't really notice it happening. And it's in every town council in the UK, um, the, the policies of Agenda 21, 2030. And that's all happened very, very stealthily, actually, uh, over a long period of time. And um, really, I, I got into it. I began to research it. The more I researched it, the more I... I, I realized that it was actually happening. Was that um, your awakening think, moment? Is it like 10 years ago or prior um, to that? Yeah, what what kind of? Yeah, it was about 10 years ago that I, I began to research. I, I used to work in London in, in, it with, the, the, with, the, with, the, with the problem with GlaxoSmithKline and, and with, um, uh, with, with Google. And I, I was working on live events. I was a set designer and I was working on live, event, live events. And I, I realized that actually there's a, you know, when they're doing their presentations and, and they say what they're going to be doing. And I could see that there was something really odd. I actually met Bill Gates once. I was working for Microsoft. Um, creating environments for him to put his technology in to showcase it. Um, so I was working in the live events industry with, you know, and I, I began to look at it and thinking, you know, there's something sinister about what is happening here. And I, when you look into it and join the dots, you see that it's all linked. And so I left that, uh, I had a bit of a, a moment where I actually changed my life uh, um, in 2009. And I began to research this properly and I, I changed my, my job. I, I set up my own business, which is just a, a fun music live event business, um, you know, or, or live. It's a, it's, a, it's a pub music venue. So that's how I got my income. I gave up the big time and just focused on something local. And I went into Agenda 21 really deeply um, and found that, 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 that there is this huge top down global governance agenda to implement control and inventory of the entire planet. And that sounds like a huge thing to say, but it's true. And it was confirmed to me in 19, in, it was 2014 in Somerset here, we had the flooding of the Somerset levels. And I found, I traced that back to Agenda 21 to reclaim some land that had been actually put into a policy document with the Environment Agency coming out of 
the United Nations Ramsar Treaty, which was about flooding wetlands for uh, the environment. So, and people lost their homes, their, 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 their livelihoods, everything. I mean, there was something in the region of 65 square miles of Somerset was underwater and it's never gone back to normal. And people have lost uh, their, their, their livestock, their farms, and it's never gone back. And that was provable um, because I found policy six anyway it's a long story i found policy six of the environment agency and that area had been designated to flood in 1997 by baroness young so it's it and it's it was all linked back to agenda 21 so that confirmed it so i really got on board and i you know i was doing a talk in um on a, at a festival um on agenda 21 when i met Piers and mark and then we went on a road show for two years uh, sort of talking about it and um and since then we've we've been doing all our own stuff because it's just got so crazy right now you know we, we're just all putting putting out as much as we can you know and i i see uh, like piers got arrested with the protests uh, last week they waited till he was and you could see because i've seen some videos i mean he's 73 i believe like they were yeah, manhandling he him. He wasn't being aggressive or anything. They were really manhandling him and they were annoying the police. Like the, the people outside were going ape over this. They could see that it wasn't right what was going on. Of course. And, and it's not right. It's not right what's going on. And, and now, um, you know, we, we've got these wardens, these um, COVID wardens being trained by, by the government who are going to be uh, marshalling all of our, all of everything, going into businesses and, and saying, well, you're not complying enough. You've got to, and you get a fine. You know, this is, this is totalitarianism. This is, the, you know, this is really not a free country anymore. And I don't think, I'm absolutely convinced we don't have a government. I think we have, uh, it's occupied. And we don't have any, nothing is mandated at the moment. All of this legislation that's going through is not mandated. So there are people on the legal side of that, which I don't understand. I don't profess to understand anything legal or lawful or whatever. Uh, well, I do understand a bit about lawful, but um, unfortunately, you know, this has to be fought on, on the, on the, with the high courts um, and, and proved to be against democracy. And, you know, this, there are people, thank goodness doing that at the moment and taking that and, and really getting a handle on it so with a bit of luck we you know we we have to fight this with all our might this is not a human agenda um it's, my, it's, my my fear with that because i have seen through just like i've had a lot of court cases unfortunately and if you look at it, most countries when the government changes the judicial the top judges change so if you're in a court you're having a judge that usually is told what to say. Yeah. And yeah. That, that's my it's, fear it's in this true. situation. Yeah, and we, we don't have a, a, a due, uh, I mean, a, a proper process, a, a, you know, a, a due process at the moment where you, you know, that the whole thing is, is done by judges in, in sealed chambers and they make deals with each other. And it's it's really very corrupt, as we know. There's no there's no uh, you know there's no grand juries. There's no like it used to be. It used to be you were judged by your peers. You're not anymore. But um, that isn't really my field. I can't really get into that. But you probably know more about it than I do. But what all I've done really is is research the the what is what what humanity is facing and what humanity um, is being groomed for, and uh, it it it's it's absolutely i mean it's it's getting worse by the day and uh, what i started off uh 
sort of researching thinking that this was something that could easily be overturned because it was all based around climate change at first. Now, if I go into very basically what Agenda 21 is, um, it is a, it's a control, it's, it's a, a top-down global governance control system, which was brought about by various Club of Rome reports, as I said, stretching right back from 1970, the 1970s, the first one was something called Limits to Growth, which was all about stopping um, GDP and stopping growth. And then there was a second one, which was Our Common Future, which was all about distributing money across the globe from the, what they called the, the, I think they called it the developing rich to the uh, the non-developed countries. But that was actually um, a bit of a blindside because the money that was actually provided to the developing countries actually went into big tech and big pharma. And it didn't really go to the people because they found that they could outsource all the pharmaceuticals and the tech to other countries which had a cheaper labor force. Uh, and then this, the third one was um, an, one in 1991, I think it was, which was called um, the First Global Revolution, where they would throw, it was a think tank, all these are done by think tanks by the Club of Rome, which is the, the, really the driver of the United Nations. Um, because all these all these uh, these Club of Rome reports were implemented by the the, the uh, United Nations, particularly. So just, the, just uh, yeah. for those that don't know what the Club of Rome is, because some people are probably thinking it's the Pope on a on a Vespa, like you might just <laughs> let people. Know. Well, it might well be. <laughs> no, the Club of Rome. I mean, how do they describe themselves? They describe themselves of a, a group of powerful individuals who are help, are, are there to. Uh, help mankind um, develop, basically, and uh, but but they make themselves sound very benign. And we do look at the Club of Rome um, website; it's very clear that they are, you know, they 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 they're, they're all behind. It's like the, all of the Club of Rome; they're all linked. All these big organisations, like the Trilateral Commission, the, the Council for Foreign Relations, the Bilderberg Group, the um, the you know the the wef you know the the people that meet at davos you know the world economic forum all of these people uh groups of people they're usually very rich powerful individuals um and uh the person who who headed up the earth summit in 1992 was the secretary general of the of the united nations and his name was maurice strong and he's a very powerful person very charismatic very influential and he set up the earth summit in order to bring about this top-down global governance using anthropogenic global warming as the as as the way of doing it uh, and again it's a scare tactic it's if you don't do this you you know and save the planet then the planet will die and of course everybody 179 countries signed up to united nations agenda under 21 in June of 1992 um, uh, under Maurice Strong's uh, you know and when you look at his history the guy is he's a convicted criminal or he was he's dead now but he was a convicted criminal and he got very involved with the um, food for oil for food scandal with Adnan Khashoggi and he was exiled to China and he's very comfortable in China his his sister lived with Mao Zedong and he loved China. He loved the whole Chinese system, the social credit system and all that stuff that was emerging. And he kind of was weaving this into Agenda 21. And, you know, at the, uh, the, um, uh, there's, there's a quote from the first global revolution, which where they actually made up the whole climate change thing. Um, 
because the first global revolution, as I say, was a, a think tank where they were chucking around ways that they could unite humanity um, uh, with a common threat. And again, this is this is you know this is how they do it. It's a psychological operation. And the co it, it, this is a quote from from the first global revolution, which was the one of the the, the birthers of the Earth Summit. The common enemy of humanity is man. In searching for a new enemy to unite us, we came up with the idea of pollution, the threat of global warming, water shortages, famine, and the like would fit the bill. All of these dangers are caused by human intervention, and it's only through changed attitudes and behavior that they can be overcome. The real enemy then is humanity itself. So we are now the enemy, and we have been for a long time. And the whole thing with, with global warming was to create this fear that if you didn't conform to a certain way of, of thinking, which was the green, the green new, well, now we know it's the green new deal, but then it, it was actually the green party, which became infiltrated in 1992 by the globalists. And I, you know, there's friends of mine who, including David, I, you know, he's, he's not a personal friend, but a friend of mine, Justin, who, it, who was with David Icke at the time when they were in the green party, I was in the green party at that time. And it became a different beast. It was the ecology party. And it was a grassroots um, party which was really cared about the environment but this is really um, pushing forward a technocracy which is anti-green you know it's not real green policy it's a fake green policy it's absolutely i had david ike on the show and he even said that he joined it for a different yeah, reason absolutely, 100 i mean he and justin were, were mates in, in you know in the green party years ago and, uh, you know, I've met David. I think he's a very sound person, as you would have found, you know, when you interviewed him. You know, people say, oh, you know, he's not to be trusted. He, you know, 100%, I know that he started, his his roots were in the original Ecology, ecology Party, as were mine. And we, you know, all of us saw this this beast changing into something different. And then, then I thought, oh, I'll, I'll join Transition Towns. And I thought that that was all, you know, uh, controlled as well. I thought that would be an, an, a you know good thing to join, and 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 that ended up you know I, I set up a transition town in London at the time, in Peckham and Nunhead, and I, I then I came and, and lived here. But I I realised that that was all infiltrated and controlled as well. So you know suddenly we're getting grassroots uh, movements being controlled, and it's hap it happens all the time. And we have to be very careful who we affiliate with, and who we work with, because there's always going to be that element of infiltration and control to try and break you know the will of of, of the of the movements of the truth movement no, so yeah so uh, you know so the the thing with agenda 21 was that the they, they implemented all of this um uh, this this green stuff in in the 1990s and but at the same time the the, the movers and shakers behind it set up the the carbon banks and the financial instruments to profit from carbon taxing and carbon uh, offsetting. And uh, President Obama with Al Gore, and Al Gore was a big driver behind the Earth Summit, as was Maurice Strong and the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds, and many, many uh, uh, green activists uh, were paid to actually push all this. And the IPC was set, IPCC was set up to push the fake science of uh, that's the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change was set up to push the fake science of the Earth Summit and what they were trying to push forward. And what happened was, of course, they, they 
created all these financial instruments that have made them very, very rich. And this, this is another way that they were going to create a new economy, uh, get rid of the price-based economy, which is happening now, which is, you know, everything's crashing, and replace it with a carbon economy, which is what this Green Reset is all about. Um, and if you, look on, if you look on the World Economic Forum's website, they're talking about a global reset, which is actually uh, getting rid of GDP, um, and that is a big thing at the moment. I mean, I will read a quote from them in a minute. But the thing is that uh, the, these carbon credit banks were there to profiteer from, um, from, from this fake green economy and, and fake green uh, movement that they were putting forward about anthropogenic global warming. And so what that move that sort of did move quite a bit you know that we they, they were gaining pace with that but what has happened since obviously is that it wasn't moving fast enough and somehow this uh pandemic has speeded it up and it's interesting now that they're weaving the pandemic in on on all of these uh websites like the you know the united nations website the world economic forum website the international monetary fund all of those are weaving the pandemic in for their for, for, to actually um bring in this agenda to, to 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 fast track it so there is obviously there is evidence that 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 this is this is actually all being planned and this is a way of really creating and pushing forward the global governance and the control that they've always wanted for the last 30 40 even beyond years and we're living at this time it's a very exciting time to be living because this is we're at a pivotal time for humanity and if we don't actually stand up and fight this we there, there will be no humans there will be no uh, you know no there'll be nothing left um, because the 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 end game of this the end game of agenda 21 2030 and it's all in uh, this is agenda 21 there we go. You can get it on. Uh, you can get it at your bookstore if you want to send off for it. But out of Agenda 21 came the action plan, which is this. This is the global diversity assessment, and it's huge. It was. Um, it was. Like a reading in that. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was created straight after the Earth Summit in 1997. It was published, um, and it is the plan. The plan. You know, it's all laid out in this book. It's an inventory of every single thing, every resource, everything on the planet, and how it's going to be controlled, how it's going to be used by the, this global governance, and. Um, the end game is to, to actually get everyone out of the countryside. Man has, is, is so bad, man cannot live in, in nature. Man is, is a destroyer of nature. So you have to remove man out of the equation, put them in the smart cities, which are all being created, as we know, under 5G, um, and, uh, and, and, and live in this surveilled, uh, controlled environment and this is all in the global diversity assessment they call them human settlement zones and it's not uh, this isn't a in any way a conspiracy theory all it's all you know in there um, and you know on page I think it's 994 or 993 they talk about human settlement zones the rewilding project of America where most of America is is given over to the wild and there's these little dots on the map of, of human settlement zones and there's you know this is global this is this Seen is pictures global. in China where there's massive cities built they're called ghost cities and they're planning to move the 
people into them. So if that doesn't wake people up, I'm not sure what. Exactly. I mean, this is this is it. I mean, people keep thinking this is this. Oh, this is just a, a you know a virus, and it'll be over soon. It will not. This no, is it. This is going to get worse. And I I keep having conversations with people, and they say, "Why are you being so negative?" And I I say, "I'm not being negative. Negative." And even my son said the other day, "Mum, you're, you're you're the most positive person in the world. Why do you dwell on all this?" And I said, "Because I wouldn't be." I, 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 in my heart, I know we can overcome it. I'd be very negative if I thought we couldn't. And if we can do something about this, and we, we, we really do have to gather and not comply and, and really get, get this going, because this is the end, you know, if we don't do it now, when, when will we be able to do it? No, um, totally and, you. you know, it's, it, it is, it's a really difficult one. Um, and, and the crashing of the economy, I think, is key because the World Economic Forum, now this is, um, this is what they say about, yeah, uh, the World Economic Forum website, is our love affair with gross domestic product coming to an end? As the business landscape reinvents itself, demographics shift, equality expands, climate change gets worse, and technology advances at breakneck speed, Gross domestic product is struggling to stay relevant. Now, this is our trade. This is a GDP is our trade. This is the way the whole world works. Um, and in, and it, they say in order to keep up with the changes wrought by the fourth industrial revolution. So they're on board with the Extinction Rebellion and the fourth industrial revolution. Uh, many are arguing that we need to uh, find a new measure to assess the health of our economies and more importantly, the people living in them. Well, that's an important thing. Uh, we're examining the past, present and future role of GDP and the new economic models that could replace it. Now, replacing it is the, is, is the Green New Deal, carbon taxes, uh, universal basic income, living in smart cities, being surveilled. But the biggest one is, is data harvesting. Um, and I'll get onto that in a minute. It says the World Bank and the IMF are being asked to throw away their rule books to save the world's imperiled developing economies. But when the pandemic passes, a fiscal reckoning in some form will be essential. After all, the bill for the pandemic will one day fall due and governments will need to be far more certain than they are today that businesses and individuals will be able to pay their fair share of tax. This will occur in a global governance environment that was already changing radically owing to the impact of digital economies. Now, that is telling you exactly what they're, what they're going to be doing. Crash the economy and replace it with, uh, with taxes and a new, um, a, a new, a new reset. Well, they're talking about the great global reset. So what, what they're also doing is they're bringing something in uh, called impact investing and that is investing in outcomes of human beings it's called the you know that it's all wound up with we've got the internet of things there's also the internet of bodies which is the internet of things is about infrastructure communicating with each other um, and the internet of bodies is about how human beings will be actually linked up to the ai now this sounds absolutely crazy but it's happening. They have the ability to do this. And this is the AI that's, that's, that's ready and waiting to literally uh, merge man with machine. And this is uh, the most appalling um, agenda 
to to to, uh, to I mean, obviously, human beings will be there, but they will be different human beings in the future. This is what their their aim is: that we will somehow our minds can be merged with the AI, and um, and also the 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 impact investing is about surveilling uh, the human being from cradle to grave uh, via you know certainly in education. Uh, having the child actually in nursery school and being surveilled and monitored and everything is fed back into uh, into uh, a sort of a, a globe. A, it's, it's a form of um, technological uh, researching so that every human being has an, an ID and that it's their, their behavior and the way they perform as perfect global citizens in that environment of education is monitored from cradle to grave. So that their, their idea is that the investors are investing in creating a perfect global citizen. And that if, if people fall by the wayside, they won't have access to the blockchain. And the investors will only get their money if they actually uh, create the perfect global citizen and the behaviors are are, are right so when they're when they're surveilling children it's you know who are the leaders who are the followers you know who has empathy who doesn't have empathy and slotting them into the right outcomes now this sounds absolutely crazy but if you uh Steve Rothschild has written a right white paper on it and it's been developed since the 1990s and it was piloted at Peterborough prison uh in the UK and it uh, I will be doing a talk on this in depth because it's such a complicated subject and there's a wonderful woman called Alison McDowell who's done a lot of research into it and if anybody really wants to go into exactly what is happening with the um, what they call the human capital bonds which will be traded and this will be the, the form of income um, uh, for the economy because data is the new gold is the new way of being able to trade um, uh, along with the carbon taxes so there won't be price-based economy it's going to be impact investing ai and all this is linked up to gaming as well which is another thing but i won't go into that because it's too much for this talk but i will be doing another talk on the whole impact investing um human capital bonds and how this is actually going to be uh, a form of of of, of economy um, and how we will be literally traded you know, our human souls will be traded. And it's, it's really quite a, 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 an unbelievable thing that could be happening. And people have no idea that this is coming. And we really need to get on top, fight it now before it comes, you know. Yeah, and like uh, like for those that don't really know what's going on in China and the social system, like I'm in the third city in, in Poland and 5G is just everywhere. And also the cameras are everywhere. It's going to be across Europe what they're doing where they're controlling oh, everything that you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's nowhere really to run, nowhere to hide. I mean, I've got a lot of people saying, oh, well, you know, we'll go abroad. Well, you, you, there's nowhere to go that doesn't have all this, you know. They have the satellites. So there's uh, like Elon yeah. Musk. I don't know why people look up to Elon Musk like he's a hero oh. himself. And uh, uh, Amazon's Jeff Bezos, they're putting loads, thousands of satellites. So even if you're in the Amazon or you're in Costa Rica thinking you're happy on your eco-village, not really. They're no. going to be bombarded with these frequencies everywhere. And I, you know, I, I don't know how, I mean, it's, it's so far advanced and, and Elon Musk has put, already put, 
you know, we saw Starlink go over uh, here in, in, you know, in the west of the country. And, uh, you know, lots of people going, oh, isn't it amazing? Look at Starlink going across. And thinking that this was progress, this was something that was going to speed up the, you know, the whole, you know, the, you know, the technology that they were using. And really, it's, it's almost as though either this has got to happen and, and humanity has to be destroyed, um, and and something start again, or uh, or we have to fight it and stop it before it gets too far, and almost go back in time to a time when we didn't have this technology, because even four G is bad, you know, yes. this, this for the human being, and we've you know it's it, it, we're at this pivotal time where it's do or die, and you know I don't have all the answers, but I think all of us if we come together we can affect change i mean you 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 think what you know gandhi did and you know with 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 being able to peacefully protest and 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 affect the way the government are going i wonder how much our government actually knows uh, what is going on there's it, there's a there's obviously a massive shadow government behind all our governments there's this global governance that seems to have infiltrated and got behind all our governments but i believe there's good people there and i think there are people that actually are horrified about what is occurring and probably took their eye off the ball i don't know what they did but I believe that there are good people in our governments globally who are saying, wow, we can't let this happen. I'm hoping so anyway, mm. um, because it, it can't be completely people led. We have to start it, but we have to get good people with consciences to, to come on board. What I'm seeing lately, and because I was asking people, but what was frustrating me is a lot of these influencers, they've been, they've remained quiet. They're not saying nothing. And I was saying they, ca- they have to get off the fence because they're, you know, they're just protecting their numbers. In, you know, if they start asking the right questions, they're afraid they lose their audience. Yeah. But I'm seeing it. I, like even this week, there's two people now that have started asking the right questions. And one was even asking, um, like, is this really fake? And, and all the comments were like, they were on our side. And, I yeah, thought, yeah. and then yeah. he started doing more. So if more people can do that, it definitely will wake up a lot more. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit like the hundred monkey thing, you know, in, it, when, when things get to an exponential tipping point, uh, at that tipping point, then there's a, a massive surge. Um, and I think that's what we're, we, we will be experiencing. Um, people, particularly with this new six, six person thing, I mean, everyone's very confused about it. And it, you know what's going to happen at christmas it's like the grinch that stole christmas you know we no people will not be able to gather as families and and this is what it's about also it's about the breakdown of the family unit and 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 isolating people and this this is a this is i mean i said it in my last talk is you know it's it's a form of torture you know and and psychological um uh, coercion and and you know, it's, it's, it's actually damaging. And what that what's happening to children in schools is damaging. I mean, I spoke to someone yesterday and she's a, she works in a school as a, you know, as a, a teaching assistant. And she said that the year sevens, the little four-year-olds in her school are, are um, being vaccinated with the flu vaccine. Um, and th- this shocked me. This is, you know, this is unbelievable. It's, I think she's from Oxford area. And I said, well, how, you know, she said, oh, yeah, it has to be with consent of the parents. But an awful lot of parents are scared about are. all this. They've been brainwashed they by the media. Vaccinated. What is in those vaccines? We know that there's a load of 
awful things in vaccines that cause problems with children. And, and yet, you know, happily, they're going to get their children vaccinated, which is, you know, why is Bill Gates going for this whole vaccination program? Well, we know why, because it's in that vaccine is stuff that uh, in there is, is stuff that will, um, you know, will, will, will actually help the, the transition from, from human to machine, you know, the transhumanist agenda. And, and you know, years ago, I did think that that was way, way, way in the future, the transhuman agenda, but actually it's here with us now. And, and, and it's going to be um, somehow put it, put it, you know, the, the nano, there's nanoparticles, there's all sorts of stuff. I mean, I'm, I don't know, because I'm not a scientist, but I've heard that there is stuff in those vaccines. Otherwise, why would there be this push to vaccinate everyone oh, when actually there is not yeah. enough evidence of even a virus being around? I think Piers has been trying to get the government to prove, you know, give us proof that there is a virus. Because at the moment, there is no proof. There's not one, one shred of evidence to say there's a virus. It's and all been... Like, I, one thing that shocked me, because, you know, there's definitely tracing, but the thing that shocked me is they were putting chips in people's hands voluntarily, normally in the corporations, so that they could pay the machines, open the doors and everything. But the reality is it's a, a tracking chip. And people were agreeing to that around the world in some, you know, that, and that now they can do it in nanotechnology. So they're tiny little chips. They're even spraying it in the air. We're getting nanoparticles. Yeah. yeah. And like they yeah. were coming up because like I, I wrote a book, but I didn't release it. But it was like, I was taught everything that I wrote, fact checking, I was told, yeah, it's okay, except for the chemtrails. And I just said, I'm leaving this in. And they even came out and admitted that the chemtrails are, are, are happening. Yeah, yeah, they are. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And and, and I've been criticised for not pushing the whole chemtrail thing. And I have, I've put it on. I've I've now put stuff on my website. But to be honest, I it, I was you know we we all get into our 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 sort of part that we understand and that we're putting out. And chemtrails is such a vast thing. And there's been so it's been so shadowed in secrecy that I couldn't break through that other people have now and I've put it on my website but to be honest it was such a big subject I couldn't include that uh, you know I didn't know enough about it I couldn't prove anything and yet it is proved now and and you you do have it's, it's obvious they they even even the the, the sun blocking um uh, what did they call it the I can't remember what the operation was called but when when they were chemtrailing to block out the sun and they said, oh, it's for global warming. Well, you know, this is to, to stop the sun, you know, to stop global warming. But all it did actually was, was just create cloud everywhere. And it rained and there's stuff in that rain. But they found samples of it in the soil. You know, we know that there's, there's heavy metals, there's barium, there's strontium. There's all sorts of, of, of things in that that are not good for the human body. And they are metals which will almost create you an antennae if you if you know because the heavy metals are in the body you become an antennae for this for the for the emfs and everything else that's going on and this is this is all part of the agenda and we, we're being assaulted on every side and you know i just don't i think the only way that we can do it is is to to communicate the way we are and and make people aware there's nothing else we can do and that's what i've certainly been trying to do for 10 years it's only really in the last few months since the pandemic that people have you know 
come back to me and said, oh, I thought you were a nut job, but I understand where you're coming from now. <laughs> so I'm sure you're getting the same thing. <laughs> what, what I'm finding, and I, I don't know if it's the same with you, a lot of people are afraid to write, comment, but when they meet you or if you're on a phone call, they go, I, they, they are awake, but they're just afraid in case their employer sees it or anything. Yeah, yeah, there's an awful lot of that. There's, uh, there's people, I mean, I talk to people a lot just in shops and, and everything. And so many people, they're wearing a mask and they say, oh, I think it's a load of rubbish. But they, they're too scared, you know, that maybe their partner doesn't agree with them or their family doesn't agree. And, you know, I, I've experienced that in my own family. I mean, I've got one daughter who barely speaks to me. Uh, because she thinks that this is all nonsense that I'm talking. Um, and conspiracy theory, that's the worst thing. Or right wing even. I mean, how anybody can, you know, all, all we ever do is talk about, you know, the, the power of the people. How can that be in any way interpreted as right wing? So it's, yeah, it's crazy at the moment, you know, the, the fact that, you know, you get put into this, raft of ideology that they think oh you, you you know you must support trump you must do this you might oh you right wing it's rubbish you know yeah. uh, people you know you can you can take various bits of whatever you believe in it doesn't it you can't why have a label and that's what they love is labels definitely you know? and like there's one thing that i'm seeing because I'm, I'm constantly trying to think of solutions and i was shocked recently because there was something like five five million people in berlin and it, was, it wasn't on the press. Nobody heard about it. And even in Poland, I, I, I done a speech in a Toastmaster club. Not one person had heard about it. And, you know, that, that will show you straight away. So as you're one of the people that's on stage, what, what I think might help is to ask the audience, because I don't know how many, was it, like you get different figures, you know, BBC probably say 300 when there was maybe 30,000 or even more. But if you can ask the crowd the next time, to go on live and just do, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's turn around and show the crowd that's there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, then um, it'll reach a lot more. Yeah. I mean, I was there on the 29th and it was, it was the most amazing um, atmosphere. And uh, there were other sort of counter um, uh, things going on. There was XR were somewhere and Black Lives Matter were somewhere down near Parliament Square. But actually Trafalgar Square was all of us. And, um, and we, you know, we, th there was something in the press about some man with a flag, uh, a, a fascist flag. Now, I looked at that photograph and he was outside the Canadian embassy and uh, there was nobody around him. Now, I was there and outside the Canadian embassy, there was thousands of people. That photograph was clearly not taken on the 29th. Uh, without a doubt, that was staged in order to discredit the, the, the movement uh, and calling us fascists. And so, of course, that was the only picture that came, you know, was put into the Guardian and the, you know, the, the mainstream media was, oh, it was a fascist rally. Rubbish. You know, we're actually campaigning against fascism, against global fascism. For goodness sake, you know, uh, don't don't try and put that label on us, you know, because you've you've staged some crazy old man with a with a flag and I didn't even know what the flag is to come with kind of like flash I didn't even know what it was so um anyway so the, the atmosphere there was brilliant it was lovely it was freedom not fascism this is what the the new uh the new the, the new uh protest on the 26th of of um of this month uh in Trafalgar Square 12 o'clock will be it's freedom not fascism and this is what has to be really the people's march 
and it's all the people there that I met were just normal people. They were just normal people, not not crazies, not not like me, people that have researched it for years and years and years. These are people who've just gone, do you know what? There's something really horribly wrong. And I want to, find, you know, I'm finding out about it and I'm angry about it. And I'm here because I can't bear what's happening, you know, to our to our world. And and it was great. They were lovely people. And there was I mean, apparently. Uh, Trafalgar Square, the capacity of Trafalgar Square is 37,000. It was full. Um, so there was more than 37,000 people there because it was sprawling down Whitehall as well at one point. Um, and there were other protests going on, but nothing to do with us. There was um, a Black Lives Matter thing on, on uh, just outside Parliament Square. And of course, once Piers was arrested, it all, it all kind of dissipated because... Uh, you know, and, and it was great hearing David Icke speak. He was really good. And it really brought everyone together. And we're going to, there, there will be the same, uh, this, you know, David Icke will be there on the 20, 26th and Piers and a few other people. To be honest, I don't think it should be, a le you know, too many speakers lecturing. It really is the people's protest. And, you know, a protest literally from, you know, from Trafalgar Square, maybe down to, to Parliament, down to Downing Street in Parliament. Uh, there will be things going on to try and counteract it. I don't know how the police will react. Will they try and arrest peers again? I don't know. It's, you know, we, we just have to wait and see, but we can't not do anything. We can't stop. We can't, you know, there, there's no way. That was the only thing that I think that was uh, a pity um, when David Icke was speaking, you know, he shouted freedom at one stage and people were chanting. And then he started talking about, listen, it's the police that are going. So his message to the police was very good. But because the people were chanting, it was kind of whistled out. And I think if people can, without being aggressive towards the police, but let the message yeah. go, listen, it's your children. Do you think that this isn't going to affect you and your mother and your family? Yeah. And it, it, once they take off their hats, it's okay. But that's the only problem. I mean, the only people are afraid is because of fines and being getting beaten up, pepper sprayed and battened. If that yeah. wasn't there, nobody would be complaining. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I did notice that, that all the, um, the protesters in, in Trafalgar Square were being very respectful to the police. The police were being very respectful to the protesters. I mean, I did stand quite close to a policeman and he was on his... Uh, walkie-talkie and he said something very relevant I thought he said there's too many of them we can't break it up and that meant to me well we need more next time exactly um, because um, the fact that there were too many and they couldn't break it up was really key and you know at the end of the day they're there to protect the people and to 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 be of service to the people and you know and to stop any violence there was no violence so it was it was it was an interesting one. I mean, I did notice I walked down uh, to because I yeah I was going to meet Piers down at outside uh, Downing Street, and I walked down and I couldn't find him because I realised then that he'd been arrested because the yeah I turned I literally turned away, and he'd been arrested and I walked down and there was this woman who was trying very hard to wind the police up. She was shouting at them and I don't know if she was part of the the Extinction Rebellion or the Black Lives Matter, I'm not sure who she was, but she certainly didn't seem to be one of our group. And she was really shouting at the police and, and being absolutely awful to them. And I thought, you know, that's not the way to go. You know, you, you've really got to get them on our side exactly. because it, they have families too. 
they, they, they're being subjected to the same tyranny that we are. Um, and they've been told to, to, to stop us from, from you know, they, at some point they're going to look at us and think, well, do you know what? I'll, I'll join them. And that's, that's when it will actually, the, the tipping point will occur. Is when is when they take their helmets off and say, exactly. you know what? and and that's why I went. If if yeah. the people instead of telling too much information, and if they touch the the individual, saying, yeah. who do you know that's a doctor that's complained to what's happening in the hospital? Who do you know that's a police officer that's so that yeah. they have the conversations instead of yeah. being aggressive? The aggression doesn't work. It's just yeah. compassion will will make you know the yeah. change. Yeah, and I believe there's 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 more um, cities in in Germany that are. Uh, coming out with big, big protests. And I think Germany, really, they're, they're shining the light on all this. They, they know what fascism smells and looks like. You know, it wasn't that long ago. And they can see the signs of what, what, what it was like. And I think that's why Germany are, are really, it's almost like a karmic thing there, not to get too kind of like woo-woo about it, but it's almost as though the generation that had to grow up after the, the tyranny that they, they were subjected to, um, and and had to be part of and were forced to be a part of and the psychological psychological operations that, that they were um, uh, put under uh, in order for, for fascism to prevail. Um, they now, are, it's almost, it, it's going full circle. They're saying, no, we've seen this. We, we know what it is. We cannot agree to this. And I think that's in itself is a very healing thing. And if we can actually, you know, we, we, we didn't have that occupation we didn't, you know, uh, there's other countries that did. Uh, and I just feel that we, we need to really wake up and, and smell the coffee and know that tyranny is here. Everyone has this idea that our governments are still looking after us and that they have our best interests at heart and they clearly don't. And, we, and, and to come to that realization is hard. Um, and, you know, it, it means that you've really got to do your homework. I mean, if, if you, my, my website is just a purely information only website. It's sandyadams.uk, but I've just gone through the whole thing. I haven't put a great deal about the pandemic on it um, at the moment because it, it, it just focuses on, on the history of Agenda 21, 2030 and other things that are coming in. You know, at the moment, uh, the, the, the whole rewilding thing is being pushed by um, the the agricultural policies that are going through where they're, they're encouraging farmers not to farm but to rewild their land um and and to they the 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 also there's there's this this gene editing thing that's been brought into the our agricultural policy and instead of, of changing it and saying right we're going to have gmos and being open about it because they know that would create massive massive um, opposition. They've actually um, amended the current, the, the existing uh, agricultural policy to um, to include something called gene editing, which luckily the organic farmers have picked up on and have fought and have fought it off. Um, and it's something. It's it's a it, it's a, a it's all been brought in by something called CRISPR, which is C R I S P R, and it's been really brought in to. To, to almost by stealth, but it's been opposed, but only temporarily. They will try and bring that back in. And you know, the, the idea that the, the, the whole plan is to, is to get rid of small farms and to have mega farms. And the, the document that 
that tells you all about that and it's a government document um, it's the the uh, agricultural working group for the food and drink sector is on my website and you can see what the future of farming is to be and actually it's it's to rewild all the land but create mega farms uh, which are not really uh, the, farmers can't hand their farms down to their children you have to be uh, you have to be educated in, on how to run a mega farm with AI and and you know that there's there's this whole thing about phasing out meat production and that's all tied up with new zoonotic diseases as we know this is all going to come um, and food chain and and creating bio, uh, insect biomass you know as a replacement protein now all this is actually in that document and it's a government document it's not it's not a conspiracy theory it's how they they intend to to actually control the food chain and and what they want us to eat and how they want the the food chain to be to be created and what it what you know what's going to happen with the food production and it is gmos and it's it's run by ai and without getting too depressing about it, this is why I'm highlighting it so we can do something about it. And there's plenty of people that are now. And so I think the more we put the information out and solutions, then you know, we, can, we can fight it. And it's about fighting uh, the, the GMOs, every single front fighting the 5G, you know, trying to get all of the, um, the all the all the information out so that people do see that this is actually something that if we don't fight we're going to lose everything yeah no exactly and like with the gmos because unfortunately a lot of people have been brainwashed into thinking gmos are good but the research that i have seen is it was causing tumors in rats we have the same organs as yeah. rats and basically and i believe they're probably giving all the farm animals the gmo because who's who's to check it who's to prove it so indirectly yeah. it's going into our system yeah yeah no absolutely we don't we don't know what is what is um what is gmo and what isn't i mean it's all got very mixed up in our food chain and unless you go to an organic farmer which i try and do most of the time and get organic meat and veg you know you don't know supermarkets forget it you know mm. that they will buy from the cheapest producer they don't really have any qualms about selling stuff that's gmo so yeah um you know and it's at the moment we we do have this this um you know the the, the pandemic is being hyped up uh, basically on the back of seasonal flu as we know and um but they they keep talking about something else you know so the, the next one that'll get attention i don't know whether you saw bill gates's um uh clip on on youtube and he was talking about the pandemic and then he and melinda look at each other and he said oh but the next one that'll get some attention talking about the second wave and you know i did I, you know i did have this theory because i looked at the um the, the website for the um uh for the united nations and in their environmental program part of their website they talk about zoonotic diseases and something that jumps from animals to humans and it would be very, very timely to, to, to get people to, uh, to not be in the countryside because that's at the end of the day, that's the, get the end game. And you wonder whether, you know, certainly in, in that, on that website, on the environmental programme, they, they talk about how deadly the, the uh, 
the countryside can be because it's full of terrible uh, plants and animals that, that have pathogens that can create zoonotic diseases and, and, and how man shouldn't really live in the countryside because they destroy it anyway. And it's all too uh, cleverly woven in to this whole pandemic theory. And you wonder if the next one could uh, emerge in livestock, you know, it, it could, you know, to, to, to completely screw up the food chain. Uh, and and then say well we've got to replace that food chain with something else because it's it's infected you know this is all the plan and it's all play in plain sight on their websites you know just look up zoonotic diseases under the united nations website and it'll all pop up you know and you just think well this is this is something that we, if we can preempt and say this is what they're going to do maybe people will see that it's it's all been planned and calling them out is a big one, you know, all the time, call them out. Exactly. And I think where we have to go with this is go for the individual. The people that are working for the UN, the people working in the EU, the lobbyists, yeah. you have to go for the individual because you cannot That's attack the pharmaceutical, they have too much money, you can't attack the banking industry. Yeah. Yeah. You have to go for the individual. And if there's more people awake, they will have the conversations with their spouses, with their parents, with their children who yeah. are part of this. And I think that's how we'll actually get the bigger shift. Yeah, quite right. I mean, at the moment, I'm, you know, I'm looking at there's there's mutterings about something called brucellosis. And I'm, I'm doing some research into it. Um, and brucellosis is a, is, a, is a zoonotic disease that is carried by livestock of all sorts, pigs, sheep. You know, so so it fits the bill in being able to stop meat production, um, and there was there was rumblings about it in America having got into the food chain, and that they they were trying to recall dairy products and stuff and and meat, and I looked up brucellosis and it was it, I grew up as a child in in a farming community and it was talked about in the nineteen seventies and eighties I think the uh, brucellosis outbreaks. And they eradicated it in the UK, but it is a, a pretty nasty, um, nasty, and it, it can be a chronic disease. It can go on and on. Um, but what I found is I, when I did my research, it lends itself very, very well to being a bioweapon. And interestingly, it was put on a list um, by President Obama of, of, of one of the, of, of the 31 um, diseases that could be used as a bioweapon. And that was actually, uh, it was linked to, uh, he, he'd actually created that and sent it to the CDC, you know, the Center for Disease Control in America. So, you know, I'm looking at it thinking, yeah, that, who knows what they will try and cook up. I don't want to scare anyone. But if, if it did happen, at least, you know, it's, it's been, it, the, the information's out there. I mean, I don't, I don't want to uh, preempt what they're going to do. But looking at the United Nations website about a disease in livestock uh that would fit the bill and that unfortunately is what they do they 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 bring out a little thing and and they give you a little bit of uh, information and then it, it grows and grows and grows because they've been telling us yeah we're going to get a second wave well how did they know that you know and they they just keep pushing and it's it's predictive programming and i think that's what we're we're living with at the moment we're being predictively programmed to accept all this no definitely listen like there's so many things i think we can have i i hope to get you back again because we can we can delve into a lot of these in more detail but i love what you're doing and i like you, your website is sandy adams and that's s-a-n-d-i 
Adams yeah. dot UK. Is there any other way that people can get in contact with you? Or um, is that on Facebook, I'm on Facebook. I don't do Twitter and I don't do Instagram, but I um, I'm on Facebook, Sandy Adams on Facebook. You can you can contact me, and I've got the yeah I've got the the website, and uh, yeah, and I'm happy to talk about this to anyone at the moment i'm i'm doing i'm going to be getting to do my own podcast at the moment i've i've been trying to i've lost my my business in the lockdown basically and i've been trying to wind all that up and i just want to go into this more fully um because i've just i have been very distracted by what's been going on with the lockdown and i i understand anyone that's struggling with uh with the lockdown who's ha- who's got a small business because it's been hell and my heart goes out to anyone who has suffered and the people that have been made unemployed by this you know it's it's and it is you know it is it is getting worse so that the economy will will crash but i just want to get the word out and i'm going to be doing more of this and i although mm. i've been doing it for 10 years i've been doing it very much on the sidelines and it's for me it's a passion and just need to go on with it and and make people aware that this is a long-term plan and it's been put in place by um by people that really do want top-down global governance and surveillance and uh to hook us up with ai and it's just horrible yeah listen it's been wonderful thank you very much for your time thank you thank you for for speaking to me it's been great bless you thanks roy bye-bye So that's all for the Awakening Podcast. You'll find all our episodes on awakeningpodcast.org. We are on BitChute, YouTube. Be sure to give us a thumbs up and share with your friends. Until next week, take care.